Welcome to the Cutaways Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine. I don't know what our show's about. What's our show about? <laughs> We've done over a hundred episodes. Have we? Yeah. Don't you remember? It's rom-coms and dick jokes or whatever you said. Oh yeah. That is our aesthetic. Rom-coms and dick jokes. Rom-coms and dick jokes. Hating rom-coms. Yeah. And still, perpetuating dick jokes. Still people don't get that we don't like rom-coms yeah. like to this day people are like oh you must love rom-coms and i'm like no mm, 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 no i mean some there are some it's a very select few yeah but we're here you know to critique as we do it's probably gonna be a lot of critiquing on this one. Oh yeah yeah I'm what excited. are we watching today justine this is such a like low energy episode <laughs> it's my fault i know it's your fault <laughs> <laughs> i'll be like Today we're watching 2001's Someone Like You. And it just makes me want to sing Adele. Can we sing Adele when we come back? Yes. <laughs> someone like you. I wish, wish nothing, nothing but the best for you to come back at me. I remember you said. Sometimes it lasts in love, and sometimes it hurts instead. We couldn't wait. We had to bust it out. Okay. Yeah. Mostly because I wanted to remember if I remembered the words. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Well, here's the information about this movie that, believe me, nobody's ever heard of. Every time For reasons. Yeah. For reasons. Even though it's like Hugh Jackman's like, film he did right after he did the first x-men movie nope (laughs) okay here's the info from dvd.com jane has it made she's the talent booker for a popular talk show and has started dating the show's studly producer but when she gets summarily dumped the now bitter jane is prompted to write a tell-all advice column about why men do what they do was this like an attempt to try and do what women want want with a female lead. Ooh, it's what women want, but the opposite. Uh, it's probably going to be shitty. Uh, I don't know if it's... I think it's going to be just as shitty. It's going to be pretty <laughs> shitty. It's, yeah. I wanted to watch it because, you know, I just previously have worked on a talk show. I know. I get it. <laughs> it just sounds so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like anger-inducing dumb. Yeah, this sounds like... Why? Why would you do this? This is this can't be good for her career. Like, what? Okay, this for, can't be good for any reason. No, I mean, first of all, dating a producer, which does happen. Oh my god! <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Not a producer that you work for. Yeah, like go for a different show's producer. That's mm-hmm. what you do. Mm-hmm. And then you steal their secrets. <laughs> right? Isn't that how it works in like, Hollywood? That's how Hollywood w- works. Yep. Um, and then, like, she's bitter. And then she starts an advice column about men. Bleh. Men. That's what... Blows it all up. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what... I don't know what this movie is trying <laughs> to tell me. Yeah. Okay, this movie stars Ashley Judd. It also stars Greg Kinnear who we have seen in As Good As It Gets and You've Got Mail. Why do we keep getting Greg Kinnear in, like, terrible movies? Like, he was great in You've Got Mail, but, like, this, I feel like, is going to... He's not... He's going to be batting less than 500. I wonder if he's going to s- play, like, the same kind of role that he does as, like, the secondary not-as-good person, or do you think... Okay, the third person is Hugh Jackman. Who do you think is the producer that she dates and who do you think she ends up with? Just like straight I'm off. hoping that it's Greg Kinnear because I like when Greg Kinnear plays like the villain character and not just like the dopey character. I feel like Hugh Jackman's going to be the villain. <sighs> I don't know if I can deal with that. I don't know. That's just like my vibe I'm getting. I don't know. Based off of like this point in time, like Hugh Jackman's it's like this Broadway guy, you know. Breaking into movies in America. Trying to break a mold, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I see him as being like the the um, Hugh Grant character. <laughs> He's a better Hugh. <laughs> Let's just establish that right off the bat. 
Okay, so this movie was directed by Tony Goldwyn, and it was edited by Dana Congdon. Nice. Yeah. So we have her first assistant editor was Shelley Westerman, who was the assistant editor on You've Got Mail. And there were two assistant editors, the first being Reagan Avery and David O. Rogers. I like their names. I do. They <laughs> sound like, like a really awesome group. Yeah. Like Dana, Shelley, Reagan, and David. Oh, yeah. Like, that is just a... That's a good editorial team. That's a really good editorial team with really nice alliteration. Yeah. Like, I want to work for them. Dana, Shelley, Reagan, David. Dana, Shelley, Reagan, David. <laughs> Seriously, it's like a freaking mantra. They're, yeah. <laughs> They're like a superhero team. It is. <laughs> They're like the Avengers in editorial. Ooh, yeah. Maybe they should get better films. <laughs> I mean, Shelly worked on You've Got Mail, so she's got she's got something going for her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this is still the early days. Some of these people are still working. Some are not. I should find them. Yeah. I should find them and tell them that they make a really good superhero <laughs> team. <laughs> we gotta get the band back together, guys. <laughs> we should make a movie about that. <gasps> yes. Like a documentary, like a mockumentary. The premise of your mockumentary is I'm obsessed with the sound of these people's names. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like sure general ideas okay. of mockumentaries? Start your Indiegogo. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I love this plan. <laughs> this movie's rated PG-13 for sexual content, including dialogue and for some language. This movie is an hour and 37 minutes and rated two stars on DVD.com. We have not had a two star in a while. It's a twofer. Someone like you. You know, on IMDb, it's listed as someone like you dot dot dot, but not on the DVD or anywhere else. I just don't understand the title. Like, the title and the description feel f so disjointed to me. See, that's why I'm excited. I'm excited to discover what this is. <laughs> I don't I'll, even think it knows what it is. I want to piece it together. We'll figure it out. We're we can put it in a different we're world. We're a crack detective team of rom-com you ready to get on, on the case, my fellow crack detective slash FBI? Does that mean I get to be Scully? Aw. Okay. <laughs> but you get to be David Duchovny. I know. <laughs> I did, did, you, did you hear the thought process in yeah. my voice where I was like, oh, uh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, I get to be molded. It could go either way. I get to be like, Scully, it was aliens. <laughs> it's aliens. Everything's aliens. <laughs> yeah, see, your job is easy. <laughs> <laughs> your job is just like eye roll. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. And apparently having my creator ruin everything about my character. Oh, I haven't watched any of that last season yet. I have not seen a single episode of The X-Files because it terrified me as a child. Which we've had this we, discussion we, before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's watch. Okay, let's watch. We have a nice intro for Sam. Sam's hot takes. Sam's hot take. <laughs> Sam, 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 Sam. Sam, Sam, Sam. Sam. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Yo. <laughs> okay, so you want my hot take on this? Yes, please. Um... It's exactly what you would expect from a female writer and a male director. A hot mess. Ouch. No, dear, dear, dear review. What? Which part? Oh. <laughs> so I slept through half of this, but um, yeah, it was a hot mess. There you go. <laughs> That's my review right there. <laughs> Ashley's hot take. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> okay, so we watched Someone Like You from 20th Century Fox. Ooh, it's terrible. It was pretty awful. Like, I don't know if I'm going to give it like a, a like the lowest review ever, but I would not advise people to watch it. That's like that's what I would say. No matter what I review it, I do not advise you to watch this film. <laughs> there was a lot of strange cow humor. Like I don't want you to have to live through the the cow humor. I got a lot of like secondhand embarrassment. I felt like Chris, like the whole time I was just like, ah, ah, don't, don't do it. I just played on my phone 
until Hugh Jackman appeared on the screen. And then I was like, okay, this is worth a look up. Yeah. For like a few seconds. Because mm-hmm. he had good hair. No, he didn't. He did. No, he did not. He had good 2000s hair. <laughs> he had okay hair, but terrible bedhead. That's true. And strange needs of lotion or something. <laughs> Oils. Oils were used on his skin a lot. Yeah, he had to be shiny. At random times. There are a lot of bad things about the movie. The pacing was bad. The pacing was confusing. Like, it wasn't just bad pacing. It was because you can, like, fall into a rhythm of bad pacing and kind of understand Mm -hmm. the mindset behind it. But it was like the pacing would change with every little vignette section. Mm, Yeah. Starting off a movie right away with, like, a bunch of vignettes is not good because you're like, ah, I'm on this ride. Well, it was like a shock to the system of, like, now we're on another part of the relationship what is happening oh look greg kinnear sucks six weeks later ah yeah oh right we're right we're gonna talk about our bet that you were right and i was wrong i win you yeah yeah greg kinnear really does play like a really good bad guy (laughs) he's always awful yeah (laughs) i mean he was good and you've got mail because he was bumbling and just ridiculous yeah and just you know not right yeah just not right where this, he was actually really legitimately bad. Ugh. Like, not... I mean, he was, he did well with what he was given. Let's be yeah. honest. They all tried. They all... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of trying going on. The mo- the whole movie felt to me like... Ashley Judd tried too hard. She, yeah, she tried too hard. A holdover from, like, the 90s. This would have been, like, a decent 90s movie. But, like, maybe it just didn't get funding for a while. And it just, like, got on you know this side of the millennium and just was like no this is too everything felt dated and wrong felt like animal farm yeah it felt a lot like um uh but i'm a cheerleader with those like quirky interstitials like it tried to be quirky but it it would have been better if it did not try to be quirky if it was just like a straight up rom-com i felt it would have been better i just don't i I'm sl- I, I'm not slowly. I am quickly forgetting this movie. I feel like the movie proposes. It's just like, okay, here's here's a thing where she has to figure out that things aren't that simple and people just don't fit into simple categories. But the whole movie, that's what I was like saying to her in my head of like, it's not that simple. People aren't that, you know, simple. And then she gets there and then you're like, oh, that's the point of the movie. Well, yeah, duh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like those studies that they spend money on to prove, like, really obvious things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what this movie was. Yeah. It it just, it was a waste of time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not even our superhero editorial team could, you know, I save know. it. I know. I felt bad about that. And yeah, definitely advice. Don't date someone who is seeing someone else. It will not end well. Not if you're, like, I mean, if that's what you're into, sure. No, I'm saying if you're into polygamy, like, it's okay. Or polyamory. Or polyamory. Like, your your quirks or your kinks are okay as long as everybody in said kink are consenting to said kink. Um, Yeah, polyamory falls under an umbrella term of consensual non-monogamy. Yes. Which has a lot of things like swinging and open relationships. But, yeah, the key term to that is consensual. Yeah. (laughs) consent and then you can do whatever the hell you want as yeah. long as everybody's happy everybody's getting their thing you know yeah you know sometimes you know not everybody's built that way yeah 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 everything's cool we're cool like, i have one sam and that's all i need to deal with he fulfills all your needs he fills all my needs okay so yeah that's what the film was like it was just like why are you overcomplicating things that's what it like felt like her her as like the storyteller of like yeah it was like female neurotic woody allen Mm. in a weird way Mm -hmm. like i just i feel like if i read the book i would really really hate the book but like as a movie i'm like meh i didn't like it whatever but when i hate the things like we try and relate relation human relationships to animal relationships which Mm -hmm. are vastly different because Mm -hmm. Animal relationships are clearly about procreation. They are, it's, unless you're like a dog 
who have familial relationships where the pack is basically their family, like similar to humans, which is probably why we get along really well with dogs. So props to you, Xander, who's laying strangely. Sam has something to add. This will be my one thing and then I'll, I'll, I'll step away. So I think the best part about this movie was the Hugh Jackman character. Because mm-hmm. I think that's what the original intent of the script probably was. He was very much a um, sensitive guy who was playing the role of a womanizer because that's what's expected of him. I feel like that's what the original intent was. He was supposed to be there to be this sleeper. Like He was only acting like a bro because it was expected of him, which would make more sense of everything else. Well, he had a broken heart. Yeah, so he was trying to be the the man to be strong and cover up everything, but they downplayed it so much that it really didn't matter in the movie. And I think that's what really sucked mm-hmm. about the movie and why I slept through most of it. <laughs> yeah, I uh, don't understand a lot of it, but the cow symbolism really bothered me. The cow stuff. Okay, so. I wish that they didn't start off the movie with the cow stuff. I wish we got to the cow stuff when she found out about it. That would have made a lot more sense. It would have helped clean up that beginning. Especially since the voiceover never comes back again. Yes, we hate voiceover. That does nothing for us. If it's a consistent theme and motif throughout the movie, it makes Mm -hmm. more sense. It's exactly like the fucking stupid Avatar movie where the voiceover exists in the beginning and then... It like go it it never works ever again because they didn't utilize it like they utilized it in the animated t- show where it was like this is explaining the backstory in a two second freaking intro. Can I also say for people who worked on a daytime talk show, they had nothing to do with their lives. <laughs> they had a lot of free time. I feel like that's just m- movies in general. <laughs> I was like halfway through, I was like, oh, don't you have a job, girl? What you doing? Well, when did she have time to, like, write a thing? Yeah, so she was writing. I'm like... And how did, like, a magazine... I mean, I know her friend was the one who was like, you should write this thing. Mm-hmm. But why? Because she's angry about her boyfriend breaking up with her? Like, that's like me coming to you mm-hmm. and saying, I want you to write an episode of television for the TV show I work on about the anger that you feel towards your relationship. Just add guns. yeah be like why (laughs) yeah exactly like that's like the whole thing like it's a funny idea when you're drunk and suggesting Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. but to actually go through with it Mm -mm. doesn't make any fucking sense and then also why was Hugh Jackman mad at her for not telling him that she was the one who wrote this article they were talking about and they were being friends so it was I guess kind of the whole you kept something from me and I thought we were friends, and I don't know. Cause he but I don't was... tell you every deep, dark no, secret of my life. Like my murder fantasies. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would this movie have been uh, better if there was murder? In there it? was already murder with the freaking cow-like stuff. Like, he All lived right. right in Butcher's oh, Row of New York. Even, I didn't even connect that. I'm, I was just ignoring a lot. Sorry. <laughs> it just didn't... Like that's when I completely turned off when she moved in with Hugh Jackman's character and then like it's just a fucking butcher place right outside. Mm-hmm. Cause he's uh he's the butcher. He's he's the pussy butcher. Did they say that? No. No, but symbolism, Sam. Symbolism. So Oh god, just, give him the mic. We just need to give him his own microphone. Just so you know, the proper term is virgin surgeon. What? <laughs> I don't even want to know where you got that from. You keep him off the internet. I don't know where he's... <laughs> <laughs> like I have... Con- High school. <laughs> High school. Like I have control over him? <laughs> Silk shirts uh, with dragons on them? And the flames. And the flames. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the shirts. We all know. That was Sam. <laughs> okay. He, held, he still has one. So since nobody's listening to this episode... Because nobody's seen this movie. But if people are listening, I doubt they've seen this movie. And don't watch it. Don't watch it. We're going to break down the plot for you. We're going to do the best we can. Was there a plot? Well, we're going to try. 
but first we got to talk about that that new cow theory because that's where it starts out and that's the whole like bullshit of it all yeah it's applying animal science like behavior animal yeah. behavioral science animal animal husband bovine yeah traits to humans mm-hmm. that a bull a bull will inseminate a cow but then never hit it again because she's old cow he doesn't want that something in their nature apparently has the animals wanting to spread their seed to as many as possible so they won't go back they won't go back to the old the old the, the old, old one. cow yeah the old vagina cow the old vagina cow <laughs> which i don't think rings true for humans because guys will keep going back <laughs> no matter how many times they hit it and no matter how many times you tell them no yeah so i don't want you anymore and then they convince you and then you're like oh okay he loves me again and then it's like cool and then like five years pass and you're dead inside well okay okay you don't <laughs> have to take it personally <laughs> i'm like stop attacking me ashley <laughs> this was not about you <laughs> This movie was kind of about me. Ugh. Okay. The fact that you could relate to it was astounding to me, though. Ugh. I'm not angry, though. <laughs> I know you're not angry. I'm just, like, how? Well, because of, like... No, I, I, I know, I know, like, the legit how, but, yeah. like, at the same time... I'm just amazed that somebody actually I know. related to this movie. I know. I don't want anybody to relate to this movie. That's why I'm like, don't watch it. Don't even get close to it. Don't if you touch see it, it run. <laughs> it's, like, it's like cinema AIDS. <laughs> Turn away. Run. So mating rituals. He wants a new cow. That's her thing. That's her thesis through the whole thing. But in the beginning, she hasn't even discovered this yet. It's just presented to us as the audience so that we understand it. So later when she briefly talks about it, we're like, oh, we're there. We're on the same page bullshit also oh my god i just realized her name was jane goodall yeah they talked about it in the movie yeah but like her name was jane goodall and this is about animal relationships Uh and she's trying to be the jane goodall of studying studying. the animals yeah yeah fail yeah yeah this is too much too much symbolism too much symbolism (laughs) too much (laughs) (laughs) i was waiting for it So they work on a talk show. It's Jane. Hugh Jackman's character's name is Eddie. He does not look like an Eddie. No. It's also spelled weird. It's E-D-D-I-E. That's how Eddie's spelled. No, it's not. It's with a Y. No. Greg Kinnear's character's name is Ray. I thought it was Rick at first, but it's Ray, apparently. Where did they get these names? The book, maybe. I don't know. So this whole beginning was weird with pacing and editing and whatnot. But there's these, like, vignettes that are led by text. And one of our first ones is attraction. And that's where we meet Ray and her and there's Sparks, apparently. And Ashley won the bet. Were there? I don't know. And she also has a bestie who's Marissa Tomei and her name is Liz. Which we didn't know. Which I had no idea. <laughs> I just kept saying Marissa Tomei. Yeah, I just wrote Marissa, Marissa. <laughs> Uh, office flirtation, you know, he invites her out to lunch and they talk about his long-term girlfriend. D. D for three years, but still she's like, okay, he's still into me. Like no like warning signs, but whatever. <laughs> Let me date you. Yeah. I mean, at least he was up front with her. Yeah. So, at le- I mean, you know, it would be worse if he was like, I was married. Or I, I w- if he lied, yeah, it'd be worse. Mm-hmm. Still shitty as fuck. And then we also meet uh, her sister and her brother-in-law, who they have two scenes in the whole movie. And this is one, and then there's one at the end. Mm-hmm. He's trying to stab an orange. Yeah. So her sister's trying to get pregnant. She's using uh, fertility fertility drugs. drugs. Right. Shelf that. <laughs> It was so random. It, mm-hmm. Like, it was so far apart. It was just like, it's not even necessary. Yeah. Like, this doesn't disprove or prove her theory at all. Rule of threes. There needed to be a third in the middle for us to remember her. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Eddie has a room available in his apartment. We learn this now. And he wants Jane to move in. She's like, ha, 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 ha. You're... You're an asshole. You're an asshole. But they're like friends. As I have learned 
via Sam. Assholes are pretty good, like, husbands. Like, assholes <laughs> who are honest about their assholery, which is you. Like, okay, so asshole in, like, the endearing way. Okay. Not the, like, you're a fucking motherfucking dick way. Like, the fun asshole. Like, the just, okay, we're just going to go with Sam. <laughs> That's my new term. Sam's are good to marry. Okay. Sam's are good to marry. This is true. Everyone needs a Sam. Okay. So, she's hanging out with Ray. She's hanging out with Ray. They're walking and talking, and then they're kissing. And so, after that, she calls her bestie, Marissa Tomei, has some concerns about, has a long-term girlfriend, and she gets advice of pretend that the girlfriend doesn't exist. Why couldn't Melissa Tomei be the person who, like, was trying to get pregnant and then, like... Had the miscarriage. Because she had, like, too many other plot point things to do. She had to give her the newspaper job. But, yeah, you could do that and be trying And to she had it. to get dumped by somebody else that she was in love with. <laughs> but you didn't need it. No, I don't know. I don't know. This is poor structure and writing. Let's see. So, Diane is the talk show host slash boss Oprah person. They have a meeting. Blah, 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 blah. And then the next title we see is Establishment of Intimacy. And then they have sex. They have sex. Is that what she plays with the condom thing? Yeah. Ray and Jane do it a lot. (laughs) She's the new cow. She's the new cow. Then they're on the street. She's buying him a shirt. And then Eddie runs into them because even though it's New York, they all live in the same block, apparently. He lives in the meatpacking district. What was he doing there? I don't know. I don't know where she lives. I don't understand New York. New York is a weird place. They kind of like cover it up and then, you know, a little bit. And then he, Ray leaves and she's like, whatever. What? We're having sex. What? What? Don't tell anybody at the office. Yeah. Secret relationships. Secrets. Secrets. Secret relationships are bad. (laughs) Secret secrets are no fun. Secrets are for everyone. Ray tells Jane that he loves her and he asks her to live with him like they're going to get a place. What was the whole point of this? Like from his perspective that he was in love. He wasn't in love. He was in lust. Mm-hmm. That was not love. Yeah. Cause it was well, it was six weeks into their relationship. What's the point? What was he get out? Of- it's a new, exciting relationship. That's not the. Same old drama that he's in. I don't know. I don't know what they had in common. I don't know why they were together besides having, you know, sexy sex times. Like, it didn't really establish, like, what made them, like, a good couple and why she, you know, clung on to it. He just seemed flighty as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he was all like, (laughs) look at my puppy dog eyes. I'm so sad. I hurt everybody. And everyone hurts me. <laughs> I just want everybody to love me. I bring you toasted or slightly toasted bagels. Yeah, just the way you like it. Just the way. Why does everybody like things slightly toasted? So they're not burnt. <laughs> I just like fire. <laughs> they have dinner or something. Okay. He tells his girlfriend off screen that it's over. So when he meets up with her, it starts getting bad. He starts ghosting her. He starts ghosting Jane, essentially. Because he didn't get, like, the reaction that he wanted from Dee that we learn later that she just kind of, like, turned cold or whatever. She was like, whatevs. Which is not, you know, him being, like... Oh, so he's, like, a drama energy vampire. Yeah, so as soon as she was like, whatevs, he was like, oh, oh, she doesn't need me. I need to be needed. (laughs) I need to be liked. Yeah. What Dee, who we find out later, is... What's her name? Diane. Show host. Yeah, Diane. Later on was that she was compartmentalizing their relationship and just kind of just like keeping them chill. And so he, you know, didn't like it. So then he started messing around. I mean, he should have broke it off first. But when she, when Diane realized that, oh, I actually have to be a human to this guy and be like, hey, I do like you, love you or whatever. That gave him back what he wanted from the relationship. We need like relationship dynamic flowchart dynamics people. <laughs> but I mean like 
in schools. Mm. Like, girls need to learn, like, not accepting certain things in relationships, and boys need to learn how to treat partners. Talk. And how to, yeah, express their emotions in a healthy way. Yeah, this, if he had talked to Diane and said, like, listen. I'm not excited about this anymore. Right. Instead of just, like, going off and finding the new excitement, then he would have saved himself six months of, you know, turmoil. Well, they could have figured out a way to excite their relationship. like, Or, you know, he just is one of those type of people who n- needs to be in multiple relationships. Mm-hmm. And but he needs to know that it's not okay when it's not a consensual part. Right. But maybe he also likes the the non consensual part of it because there's some aspect of it that holds power, I guess. Or, or it's thrilling. It's thrilling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't really learn about him all that much. We like, don't learn about anybody all that much. We just learn about cows. We do just learn about cows. Name of the movie should have been like someone like cow <laughs> or just cow movie. Cow movie. <laughs> really remember the cow movie okay so all of that quickly happened in the beginning so it leads to the death of the cow which was what yeah marissa tomei is clearly she's a smart one of like well if he's not spending all of his nights with you anymore he's clearly spending them with someone else so your relationship is fucked and so she meets up with them saying, what's oh, yeah, happening? Oh, yeah, that guy, the extra in the line who's, like, overhearing them and, the, like, his smile. That was what... Okay, see, there are very little things that, to, like, latch on as precious <laughs> moments, and that was one of them. Wow. Yeah, she's like, what's going on? Calling him out, and he goes, I don't think I can do this. The, the what this? The, the relationship this. And you couldn't have said that, like, a while ago? Yeah, so which leads to public crying... And seeing each other at work the next day. <laughs> and then, well, she asks Eddie if she can move in with him because she, she gave, lost her apartment. She lost her apartment because she was going to move in with him. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, and like no consequences for Greg Kinnear's character at mm-hmm. all in the movie. No, not even at the end when uh, Ashley Judd calls him out on air mm-hmm. and Diane was like, what is Ray? What is she even talking about? And he's like, I don't know. And then he slinks off into the background and we never see him again because he's ran away from all of his problems. <laughs> That's what he does. Any sort of problem, he just... He's just like, nope. 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 He's the octopus that nope, 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 nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nope's on out of there. He just, he opens up the little mason jar thing mm-hmm. and slides on out. <laughs> yeah, so... You think you can hold me? <laughs> So that that whole beginning was very condensed to get us to this point of her moving in with Eddie, which I thought they were going to go back and have like Ray be jealous and continue like his jealousy and try to win her back, which it doesn't really happen, but a little bit does, but not in the way I was expecting. I don't remember. But she moves in with Eddie. I just remember there being a giant hole in her bedroom. Yeah. Wall. Well, that's how men express their emotions they put holes in walls <laughs> sam's nodding i've only ever seen some one person punch through a wall and that was not a healthy relationship yeah guys like to punch things it's unhealthy expression of anger yeah so there's bonding time with eddie they talk about exes we learn about his ex rebecca who completely broke him and now he's turned into a womanizing fiend Guy who sleeps around a lot and does not commit. But he provides that information up front is what he states. He says, you know, they know what they're getting into. I'm not here to, you know, have a commitment thing. I am just here to service their needs. We are having fun. (laughs) Are you, though? He says there's nothing wrong with casual sex. Except for you don't sleep, sir. Yeah, I feel like you just have to do your sheets a lot. And I don't have that many quarters. I mean, you don't necessarily have to, but... (laughs) You really should. (laughs) So, they kind of bring up, who is worse in this scenario then? A Ray or an Eddie? A Ray who gives you all the romance and promises, but then leaves you? Or the Eddie who's up front about, not the romance, but the the one-night fun and still leaves you? I just... This part bothers me because... It's such a 
study on such a small specific sample Mm -hmm. of men yeah that it's uncomfortable yeah the major problem with this movie is that for most of the movie it's just is saying that men cannot commit and that they are inclined to cheat all the time based on these two men yes which i feel i mean also two white men Mm mm-hmm I know that necessarily there is some similarities between the male species just in general because, you know, there's generalized gender stereotypes that play into certain patterns being developed. Women have it too. He was putting on a show because that's what was expected. Because he's the greatest showman? (gasps) (laughs) So then there's like another kind of mini montage where she says the same thing over and over and over again. But she gets research. But it's the same. It's like research that. Okay. This is like the people who go on the internet and research about anti like vaccination shit. Mm-hmm. And then like they find stuff that validates their opinion to the point where they have these absurd, ridiculous like opinions based on very limited research. Yeah. And fact checking and peer review. Like that was the problem with this paper. It was not peer-reviewed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're not even there yet. On the Netflix reviews, many of them state that, like, the movie's terrible, but you get to see Ashley Judd dancing around in her underwear, which is the next scene. <sighs> this scene, I just turned in away in disgust. We got some male gaze up in here. Why is it? Did it start in the 90s where just, like, every woman, every female lead in romantic comedies just automatically sleep in a tank top in their underwear like this is a myth that needs to be broken (laughs) but do they do it because they find it comfortable or because the movies have like shown it to them and they think that that's what they're supposed to wear because they think it's sexy like is it life imitating quote-unquote art Mm -hmm. or is it because i mean to be quite honest, half the time we could all just sleep naked and we would be totally comfortable and fine. It would suck if there was a fire. <laughs> that's that's a theme that has ran through a bunch of movies, like all the way up until Twilight. Twilight was when I really noticed it. I was like, this is creepy. Why is Edward sitting in the corner watching her like talk about things and she's only wearing underwear and a tank top? Like, who does that? I can understand wearing only underwear and a really long baggy shirt Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no yeah and it's just like in the scene she's embarrassed that she's in her underwear and he's in his underwear but but then she becomes automatically not embarrassed all of a sudden but like you would logically be like i'm gonna go put some pants on and then continue talking to you yeah (laughs) like people do that in real life they go like oh i'm going to you know get a bathrobe or something like here instead of me using the paper towel Mm mm-hmm to cover just the little section of my underwear that's already covering me. It doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't, I, I doesn't make sense. Okay, so at this time, Mrs. Tomei, Mr. Tomei's character had a boyfriend that she was falling very in love with. And then the next time we see her, she finds out that her boyfriend is cheating on her. And so there's a whole other... This movie had very strange misconceptions about what the difference between lust and love. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, so every time, it's just, yeah, again, with the all men cheat, that's what it kept going. All men cheat. Look, here's another one. All men cheat. So Marissa's newspaper that she works for is starting a women's column. So she's like, hey, Ashley Judd, why don't you write for this women's column with these whole like theories you're coming up with, you know? That'd be really cool. We'll make you a pen name. It doesn't have to be under your name. And they're like, uh, okay. And so she does that. She does the cow theory in a full column under this deceased woman's name. And it becomes really successful. Like this one article, apparently Oprah read it. And then everybody wants her for a talk show. And everybody wants, even her talk show, wants this pen name person that she's come up with. On their talk show. Yeah, and they're reading the articles in front of, like, the two guys that the article is basically written about. Mm-hmm. Hugh, you know what would have been better? Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman figuring it out. That would have been better. Yes. He was dumb in this. 
they all were dumb in this. Let's mm-hmm. just be honest. I'm going to skip a couple scenes. But then suddenly it's Christmas and there's a company party. And Ray approaches Jane and he does the whole, I miss you, Jane. Can we do something? Can we go get dinner next Friday night? Mm-hmm. But it's New Year's next Friday night. Don't you have plans? No. Oh, no. No. So we assume that the woman has left him. That's what we assume. That's what she's assuming. Because nobody's talking. <laughs> that he got left and is all alone. And that he's going to crawl back to her. And it's New Year's. There's lots of When Harry Met Sally in this movie. Like, they watched it and, like, ripped off a bunch of it. The bat, like, the the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we assume that Ray is going to call. Mm-hmm. Because she's getting all excited and hopped up and getting ready. and Yeah, yeah. And she tells Marissa she's having second thoughts of like, oh, maybe things will be okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then Hugh Jackman's getting ready in the bathroom. Yeah. He's like, you should put on a pretty dress and come out with me. Yeah. And she's like, no, no, no. I'm just going to stay home in my pajamas. Aren't like, you going to like go out and meet somebody? And he's like, nope, I'm flying solo. And yeah. it's like, go with him, Ashley Judd. Yeah. He does have like this heartfelt moment of like, why are you doing this to yourself? Don't let Ray get to you. Yeah. Get out there. Get out there and live. Go get him, kid. Go, go, girl. Real queer eye moment. Yeah. So she waits for him to leave and then she gets dressed up and then she waits. She's in her apartment waiting for him to call. Watching the ball drop. Yeah. And then the fake news report where they're reporting on her love life. Yeah. See, he was too quirky. And I like quirky, but it didn't fit. No, there wasn't enough of it. Like, it just, it, it's like the whole Woody Allen. It's like mm-hmm. they were like, we're going to be when Harry met Sally mm-hmm. and then Woody Allen, Annie Hall, and then we're going to do this. And she's just going to be crazy the entire time. And mm-hmm. we're going to watch a really quirky movie next time that works, that does it correctly. Yeah. This one. Mm-mm. So she actually goes out. She goes out to join Eddie. But like she gets into the door. The countdown starts and she starts crying and leaves. leaves. But Eddie sees her, but she doesn't see him. He's like, Jane, Jane. But he can't get through the, the crowd. Why don't you just go home? Because that's obviously where she's yeah. going. Yeah. That's why I was like, walk to the direction of your house. Your house is obviously right there. <sighs> I don't I guess they never talk about that because then they're at work and she's got this whole confrontation with uh ray where he comes in and tries to give her apology bagels for not calling her again just like oh i'm so sorry i just uh, forgive me just let me explain and she's like no fuck you dude yeah that's why i just wanted her to be just like fuck off (laughs) this is also just a very prime example of why you should not date people at work yeah (laughs) Like, because if, if there is a chance that you break up, you have to see him every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're kind of lucky in post where we get to move around a lot. Mm-hmm. So we kind of have a little bit of leverage. I, I But I could not work with Sam. No. I love him. No. But I can't you work. You got your work him. life. You got your home life. They don't need to be separate. They can be like commingling. Commingling. One should not be the priority over the other. No. That's the other thing. Okay. But Diane... Boss Diane is wearing the shirt. And a bedazzled bra. Or top or something. Could have been bra. With no pants? I didn't understand her outfit. She liked to show a lot of leg. Good for her. (laughs) Good for her. I was just confused. Yeah. Outfit choices are weird, but... Okay. Okay. You do you. Yeah, it's the shirt that Jane had bought Ray. And Diane is wearing it. And she just looks at Ray and is just like, you bitch. Yeah. She says it to him. She's like, Diane's wearing the shirt that I bought you. And he's like, yeah, she's uh, the one I she's was with. D. Uh, D. And, she, and then, like, Jane has a real big freak out. Real big. Eddie sees her and Eddie's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? Because she's starting to cry at oh. work. And he's like, get your shit together. She's like, but she's D. Get your shit together. We got to do this. Come on, man. We all need an Eddie. Yeah. So they have a meeting together. She's oh, and then the laughing thing. The weird, like, talking about the Gerard Depardieu yeah, that's, movie. Yeah, that's this part. Yeah, so at the staff meeting, um, J- 
Jane she, just blows up. She freaks the fuck out. She freaks the fuck out. Don't you wish we could all just freak the fuck out whenever? <laughs> nah. I mean, we can. Nah, don't do it at work. It just might be seen as crazy. You know what you do? What? You write it down on a piece of paper, and then you crumple it up and throw it away or shred it. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, you write down on a piece of paper, and then you give it to the guy and no. just give him, like, intense eye contact. No, you write it down on a piece of paper, you get your feelings outside, mm-hmm. and you crumple it up, shred it, whatever. I mean, throw it away, obviously, in a place that this the person that you're mad at isn't mm-hmm. going to find it. Mm-hmm. But it gets your feelings out, and then you get, like, your aggression out, and then you know... You can move on. You can keep on carrying on. You know, I just have a lot of conversations with myself and then I make mixtapes. <laughs> that works too. Or you do my favorite version, hmm. which you buy The Sims for. Uh, you uh, create a sim uh-huh. that looks exactly like the person that you're mad at. Oh my God, I could do this. Yes. And then you do the wheel of death. Oh God. Thing. <laughs> which is like all the various ways that you can kill your sim in, uh-huh. in the thing. Uh-huh. And then you do that to the sim that you're mad at. Ugh. And then they die. And you get to see the Grim Reaper come. And you can do a little jig with the Grim Reaper. <laughs> I feel like that would make me sad. And then you just carry on. And you collect you collect your little tombstone factory. <laughs> and this is mine now. So after her blow up, Jane gets a little lecture from Diane. And Diane, you know, is completely unawares of anything that happened between Jane and Ray. Because Ray did not tell Diane at all any of that shit. He just, she just knows that he went to go... He went with somebody else. Someone he, else. He, she does know that he dated other people. Yeah. But, so she's like, hey, earlier this year, I was dating Ray, and he left me. And it totally devastated me. But did you see it on my face? No. I kept myself together, you know. And then... I got my man back. I realized what was wrong and I went and got my man back. Just terrible advice. <laughs> so go get your man back. I mean, not the talking part. The talking part, like, is great advice. Mm-hmm. You should always talk and communicate and do your thing. Mm-hmm. I need to take my own advice more mm-hmm. and just live with it. Mm-hmm. But that's what you've got to do. Yeah. So this is where, again, the movie just goes wonky. Because I feel like this is where, <laughs> again, it was on a track. It, it could have been on a track, but then it turned, you know? Uh, there th- were just several derailments. Like, there were, like, 85 Tonka trains <laughs> just dead in the water. No tracks to be seen. It was like... I don't know why this part happened. It was like the Ant-Man fight oh. between the Wasp, oh. dude. And they're like throwing Thomas the Tank Engine across the fucking room. Yeah. And everybody is just sad and confused. (laughs) Jane is still trying to take all this knowledge that she has learned and trying to fit it into her old cow theory. She's like, no, but Diane's the old cow, which makes me the new cow. There's a psychology term for this. What? Cognitive dissonance. Mm. Look it up. (laughs) And Hugh Jackman at this point is in the conversation with the gals talking about, you know, the cow stuff. And he's just like, people are not cows. And I'm like, thank you. Where have you been since the beginning of the movie? Voices of reasons in romantic comedies. Joan Cusack and Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So they go back to their place. They leave Marissa Tomei. They peace out. Rude. And he's just like trying to give her this reality check and you know it comes down to this one harry met sally moment Mm -hmm. of her being like well then why do all the men leave me you know she's trying to fix the scientific logic to figuring out why she always gets left and this is kind of also like high fidelity too but without the scientific logic wow it is yeah and so he comforts her and says that Ray is not going to be the last man that she'll ever love. She's like, trust me. And of course, you know, at this point, like, they're going to get together. When Harry met Sally. Pep talk. Mm-hmm. The best friend pep talk on the bed. <laughs> With kissing. Cheek, cheek, cheek kissing. Cheek kissing and, you know, bedtime cuddles. Crying. Yeah. Yeah, they fall asleep and... um 
wake up together like holding hands. Well, first he wakes up and he, and he sn- sniffs her, smells her up good <laughs> like a dog. No. <laughs> Again, Ashley does not like it when people smell other people, which happens a lot in these movies. Yes. It is like the creepiest thing. Like, what is he going to do? Eat her? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> like, I appreciate the scent of my man. Uh-huh. You don't smell him but when I he's sleeping? But I don't, like, go up to him and sniff him. Oh, but don't... But... I, like, when I hug him, I bury my face in his chest, yeah. and that's nice. And, and you're you get, like, mm, there's that smell I like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hugging like, your pillow yeah. at night. But, like, you don't just go up and just are like... <laughs> Like, that's just weird and creepy and, and just serial killer behavior. Like, you're Hannibal Lectoring this shit, and I don't <laughs> like it. Don't go up to Ashley and smell her. No, don't. I will, I will like, throat chop you. <laughs> For real. I wi- I'm not even kidding, like, in that regard. I will. <laughs> like, if somebody comes up and just, like, grabs my hair and sniffs it, I will Ew. hit you. Ew, that's yeah. so creepy. Right? Uh. That's what this is like don't, to me. No, don't touch anybody. No, that's a buh, 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 buh. Like, what if somebody came up and just sniffed the topic? That's happened to me before. That actually happened to me Do in I Chicago. Know this person? No, it was no. on Chicago in the train, oh. and it was some drunk guy. And because I was short, uh-huh. and he was standing over me, he just bent down and sniffed my head, and it was the weirdest fucking thing. I was like, I am not a baby, sir. Uh. I do not have a powder fresh scent. <laughs> Go the fuck away. Okay, so I feel like people smelling me would there's like a there's like a, a graph and you could like chart it out, mm-hmm. you know, plot some points of like it would have to be like how long I've known them sort of thing. Like the further like how long I've known them makes it like well, more okay. I don't care how long <laughs> I have known you. I will not be sniffing you in that fashion. No. <laughs> point taken <laughs> so he he pretends to go back to sleep and then she wakes up and kind of has like a different reaction of like oh god how to oh no right and then grabs her boob yeah he 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 feels he's her trying up. to couple yeah he, or couple couple he's i mean he couples in a feel he and couples her he he, cuddle, he couples her her boob yeah well, both of them well, weirdly pretend sleeping which you know happens <laughs> in consenting relationships maybe in consenting relationships yeah <laughs> strange yeah yeah that was the weird part of like this was not a consenting relationship he just was like going for it okay so they kind of try to understand what happened last night i don't know what really happens here she's upset mm-hmm and he's trying to explain her upsetness to her. Mm-hmm. And then they go to work. Yeah. Like, that's all I think that scene elicited for it, me. It wasn't really memorable at Mm-mm. all. Was this movie at all? Well, then she gets a phone call to go to the hospital. And her sister has miscarried. And they're sad. And they're sad. Then we see the only supportive man. The, like... <laughs> The only moment in this entire movie mm-hmm. where you were like, aww. Mm-hmm. And this man, this beautiful dumpling of a man. Her brother-in-law. Her brother-in-law comes in and like rubs his wife's leg all sweet-like because he sits on the end of her bed mm-hmm. with her. And she's crying. And he just sympathetically looks at her with this beautiful look on his face. An angel trumpet sound as he says, look at my wife. Look at my beautiful wife. Isn't she beautiful? And it's like, uh-huh. so many bad things have happened in this movie. Where were you? Why isn't the movie about this guy? <laughs> Where's this guy's movie? Where is this? Who, who this? Who are you? <laughs> no movie who this? <laughs> Lovely Dumpling Man. Lovely Dumpling Man. <laughs> New movie, who did? <laughs> so, so Jane gets this look on her face now. Like, she gets it. 
this is what love is. I get. I maybe well, is that the look be- on her face? I don't know. Something about how not all men are, are people, or people aren't cows. Something or just men are people too. Men are people <laughs> with flaws and you know niceties, and and sometimes they stay and actually have and understand like good relationships, different understandings of what love is. Yeah, and like fantasy. Like was she like so sheltered before this? Yeah, how did her sister end up normal? Yeah, it's, I can tell you why. It's because Jane went into television. Oh, yeah. Also, why did Jane and her sister have the same hair? Do you have the same haircut as your sister? Uh, Not often, but sometimes. But like to that degree where it was styled very similar. Mm, no, Melody will wear her hair curly. Okay. It was very, very odd. Yeah, I definitely wear my hair more straight than she does, but... When she gets bangs, I'm like, hey, we're bangs. Twins. We're fringe twins. Yeah, fringe twins. So, yeah, uh, she has her epiphany. Her first one. She's going to have another one in a moment. (laughs) These were not epiphanies. (laughs) These were just like, well, logic dictates. Uh, She hasn't been dealing with logic. She's been dealing with animal science. She hasn't been dealing with the human condition (laughs) at all. What? She tells Diane that she got the author, that she'll come on the show. Well, that first she'll call in. I don't know what her plan is. There was no plan. (laughs) Just like the rest of this, there was no plan. Mm -hmm. But, like, hasn't a news cycle already passed in New York? Hasn't somebody else come out with, like, a, like, (sighs) bombshell article that just is... This is after Christmas. News is slow. (laughs) I bet I feel like it was months since she wrote this article. Yeah, it has been months. Dude, I don't know. So who the fuck remembers this article and what makes it newsworthy or talk show worthy? Like, I the think cycles maybe, go so fast that this doesn't make any sense. Maybe just the mystery around it that they could never find the author. She could have just faded off into the sunset. I don't know. She was old. She could have died. Could have died. Anyway, so then she's like, no, no, no. I'm going to go on there in person i'm gonna walk on the show in person and confess this is her confession that she made it up also how was liz Mm -hmm. live streaming this through fucking a quick quick time pro dude like there were so many apple advertisements all over this movie except for the main character had a a (laughs) dell Yeah, what? what? But all of Liz's shit, every time you saw Marissa Tomei, you saw like two Apple logos. (laughs) Okay, so she's confessing. She says it's all ridiculous. No fucking shit. She was wrong and that men are not all animals. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Like she got there. She finally got there. It took her months. Yeah. Something that children learn very early on. And she said that line of like, and, and you know, my friend said that Ray's not going to be the last guy who loved me. And then she has her other epiphany of like, oh, my God, Eddie is my love. <laughs> I love Eddie. But then he leaves. He like throws off his like little. Yeah, he's a thing. terrible floor manager for just leaving in the yeah. middle of the show. How is he not fired? He should be fired. They all should be fired. The whole show should be canceled. Cancel this show. Yeah. He gets so upset. It was... It's like... What's his face? Learning that, you know, Drew Barrymore is 25. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? like, she just starts... Here's the first line. And she, he goes, nope, nope. Peace out of this. <laughs> I don't need to hear the end of this. And then she leaves. She goes running after him. He's in a cab. Which she caught up to him somehow. I mean, I knew they were going to hit a red light eventually. It's New York. <laughs> she jumps in front of the cab. And then what happens? Uh, I don't know. She apologizes. She apologizes and he gives her a terrible kiss. It was strange. That was a very bad kiss. That was so dramatically There dramatic. was so much hair whipping back and forth. Yeah, it was like the very mouth closed, dramatic rock back and forth. Let me burrow my nose into your face. Yeah. I feel like it would hurt. It was a very dramatic kiss. It was, it was a very dramatic so and painful kiss. Yeah. And that's it. Do they end up together? Sure. Are they happy? No. <laughs> Is it because Eddie hasn't dealt with the issues of his ex-girlfriend? Maybe. 
We didn't even talk about the yoga parlor. Now I skipped that. That was just lame. That was dumb. Dumb movie was dumb. So now you're with us, listener. <laughs> You've experienced it. You've gotten to the point where we've gotten... Let's look at... Okay, there's a couple of posters. Do you want to look at them, Ashley? Not particularly. So here's one. I call this one the blue one because they're blue and over the city and then the two guys are behind her. Oh, she's dead. And she's wearing a full shirt. She's never wore that shirt ever. And her hair never... This was taken well after this That movie. looks like they took like a headshot of her and just used it. Yeah. Everything else looks just like she's dead. She's got dead eyes. Well, no, I mean, like, she's just dead. Like, she's in heaven. Uh. And these are her heaven boyfriends. <laughs> okay, this is the one that I've seen the most, and I think they use this one on DVD.com. I think she looks very old in this one, and it looks very more 90s to me. They were Oh, on, what is that font? They're on a park bench, and she's sitting, but she's leaned over, looking into the camera. And the guys are... What is Greg Kinnear's face? <laughs> Please describe. He's got this impish grin and these creepy ass sunglasses on. Mm -hmm. Also, I appreciate the fact that Greg Kinnear is man spreading and Hugh Jackman is not. There you go. It already it already says who the better man is in this. And then there's like variations of this one where she's more or less by herself and there's artwork behind her of. The guys, this, what does this look like? This looks like it's a different mosaic. Yeah. Yeah. It also reminds me of uh, maybe like Reality Bites or something. Yeah. They're very young and they're all smiling in this one. Everybody's so happy having a good time. They're so happy to be in this movie. And then some of them just have her leaning by herself. That's better. You just like the one by herself? Yeah, it's cleaner. Some of the taglines are... A story about the one that got away and the one she never saw coming. The fuck? No. How about she's looking for love, but in all the wrong places? No! <laughs> no, 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 no. Bad marketing. I don't think anybody knew what the movie was about when they wrote the, the movie descriptions. I don't think anybody understood anything that was happening while filming or writing. <laughs> or it, well, I, I don't know about editorial. Okay. So now... Uh, I don't know what footage they got. Now we can rate the movie. Okay? Okay. I'm going to rate the movie one and a half Apple products. I am giving one star... To the beautiful cinnamon roll that is her sister's husband. There you go. He is the only one that deserves any reference in this entire situation, this whole 97-minute movie. One, one beautiful husband One beautiful figure. husband. Ah, there's Sam. He's still here. He was brushing his hair earlier. It yeah. was like hair porn. Yeah. It was beautiful. Ashley, what are we watching next time? Oh, I gotta do my phone. <laughs> Well, next time we will be watching 2001's Amelie, which I know you're super excited about. Have you seen Amelie? I've seen bits of it, but I've never seen the whole thing because everybody shows clips of it in college because, you know, it's beautifully shot. Mm -hmm. Get ready for subtitles. You'll actually have to watch the yeah, movie. Yeah, it's in French, right? Yes. Yeah. With Audrey Tattoo. Yeah. It's got the cute cover, mm -hmm. which and then and then Eliza, Eliza, mm -hmm. Philippa Sue mm -hmm. played her on Broadway. Yeah, that did not go over very no, well. No, it did not. <laughs> it cannot be adapted to no. a Broadway musical. Poor Amelie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, really like Amelie. I'm glad that you are here with me on this journey. You might be a bit biased because you're French. Yes. Also, yes. <laughs> you are so French. I am so French. Can't you hear it? Of the Canadian variety. Oh, we. Oh, we. Uh, well, if you like this podcast and want to hear more French jokes, <laughs> why not become a patron? Support the Cutaways Podcast at patreon.com slash cutawayspodcast. You can find all of this information and more at our website. It is thecutaways.com. And you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as at cutawayspodcast. Please drive up our web traffic so that Google knows that we are not an Australian band. Woo! We could be, though. No, our Australian band is not going to be named The Cutaways. It's going to be named Fanny and the Roller Skate Girls. I will not sacrifice that name. Nobody steal our name. <laughs> I will cut you. <laughs>
please leave us comments, rate us, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcatcher. And if we're not there, tell us and I will put us there. Yeah. Thank you for downloading this episode and listening and telling all your friends about us because you're awesome that way. Thanks for joining our blanket fort today, Sam. Thanks, Sam. (laughs) Oh, that was precious. Bye! Hey guys, this is Sinead from the Mens Rea Podcast. If you like true crime, and I know you do, check us out to hear about the guilty minds of Ireland and the UK and the court cases that follow. Available wherever you get your podcasts from. And remember, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thanks.